a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, extended version of Inside Sources. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. Uh, as always, we want to hear what's on your mind today on the Utah Community Credit Union text line 57500. Again, 57500, only when it's safe because safety first. That's the rule. So make sure you obey that. Uh, but we'd love to hear what's on your mind today. What's resonating with you? What are you thinking about? What are you worried about? What do you hope we talk about uh, in the uh, remaining part of the program? Uh, so just a, a couple of quick recaps as uh, as we move towards the bottom of the hour here. As Todd Fuchs just mentioned, uh, the uh, USS Boxer has shot down an Iranian drone uh, that was too close, not safe, ordered to stand down, uh, disregarded that. And so the USS Boxer took it out. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out through the afternoon. We'll keep uh, tuned here to KSL News Radio for more information on that. Uh, want to pick up on a, on a couple of other things going on today. Uh, I have to tell you, on the uh, Democratic side of the presidential debate, I think we've achieved a new high in lows in terms of milking this process a little bit. Uh, CNN, which will host the next Democratic debate next week on the 30th and 31st of July. So tonight, they have been teasing all day today the draw. So it's it's sort of like waiting for your March Madness bracket. Uh, they are going to start at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, excuse me, at uh, 6 p.m. local time, and they will start to draw the slots for each of the two nights of debates coming up on the 30th and 31st of July. So 10 candidates one night, 10 candidates the next, and uh, they will be drawn. I don't know if they're going to draw these out of a hat. I don't know if they're going to play uh, walk-on or walk-up music for each of them. I don't know if they'll have big... Uh, balloon faces of each of the candidates. Uh, I'm not quite sure how CNN is going to do this, but the fact that we are televising a draw as if, as if it were the selection show uh, for March Madness or the NFL draft uh, is uh, is pretty telling in terms of how this is all coming down, uh, but a, a very interesting thing. So we will watch it and we will find out uh, who will be on which night uh, and it does matter. It does matter which night you are on. Uh, in the first round of debates for the Democrats, it was the second night that was sort of the heavyweight night. Uh, you had Bernie Sanders, former Vice President Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Governor Pete uh, Buttigieg from Indiana, uh, and so on. So it was a, a very heavy lineup on night number two. So they got a little more attention, a little more uh, social media love, a little more network attention as well. And and so we'll we'll watch. We'll find out tonight. We'll report back. We'll see how that stacks up and what that means. Uh, and I will say that the one of the most important things that's going to matter for these candidates is they they are entering the the dog days of summer, which are really tough for campaigns. It's hard to get media attention, hard to get some uh, social media juice flowing, hard to keep fundraising up. 
because most Americans are off having barbecues and going on vacation and worrying about getting kids to summer camps and a host of other things. Uh, And so the challenge and the reason this matters for these candidates is that the next round of debates in September, they are going to change the rules. And from what I am hearing, my sources are telling me that the uh, Democratic National uh, Committee is trying to whittle down the field for the next round of debates uh, to eight, to just having eight on the stage and uh, one night. So that would really change the dynamic if you failed to make the debate stage in September. uh, That's going to really hurt. That's going to hurt your credibility. It's going to hurt your fundraising. It's going to hurt your organizational structure. Uh, So that's going to be a a real challenge for a lot of folks. So what I expect is as we come out of this draw, I think the uh, they will start firing away at one another to really see if they can't uh, gin up some juice and some attention rolling into next week's debate, because it is going to matter in a big, big way uh, for each of these candidates. Again, we're still at, uh, I guess we're down to 22. I can't say 23 and me anymore because we we lost uh, Mr. Swalwell, uh, who bowed out uh, recognizing he just wasn't going anywhere and, and he has a house seat that he hopes to maintain. So he has shifted gears and shifted his resources uh, back to his uh, house race. So we're down to 22 and me uh, to, to talk about what happens uh, in the Democratic debate. So that's where that's sitting. Also wanted to spend just a couple minutes here before we get to the bottom of the hour. Uh, There is a new UtahPolicy.com Y2 Analytics poll that came out today. And the the new poll shows that 53% of Utahns disapprove of President Trump's job performance, with 44% of Utahns saying they strongly disapprove. Now, I don't think any of those numbers are overly surprising or overly compelling. Uh, The president has always struggled here in the state of Utah in terms of job approval. The interesting thing to me is that he's still doing very well on the policy front. Uh, So when it comes to Supreme Court judges, when it comes to the economy and jobs and so on, uh, he continues to do very well. He also continues to do well with the Republican base. So if you break down those numbers a little bit, uh, Utah Republicans overwhelmingly approve of Trump's job performance. Job performance is the important key there. Uh, 87% of those who identified as strong Republicans approved of the president's job performance. Uh, Republican leaning and independents also approved of the president, uh, 64%. And uh, so that's kind of an interesting thing in terms of those that have made this a very transactional relationship with the president, that they'll agree with him on jobs and the economy and uh, judicial appointments, uh, but struggle in terms of his rhetoric and style and uh, Twitter handle uh, that seems to be the continued problem. Now, here's the thing that I find most interesting, the thing we need to watch is in the fourth congressional race, which we know will be a heated race as Democrat Ben McAdams tries to hold on to that seat in his first re-election effort. Uh, in the fourth congressional district, uh, 59% of registered voters disapprove of Trump's job performance. Uh, only 50% uh, who say they strongly disapprove of the president. So that's going to be an interesting challenge for uh, Republicans going into that fourth congressional. 59% of registered voters disapprove of the president. Also, young voters are struggling with the president as well. 67% of younger Utah voters disapprove of the president's job performance as well. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we will pick up our conversation. Uh, We're going to talk about asking questions. 
what that's all about. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be back.